Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 11th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, I too will take from the crest of the cedar, from its topmost branches tear off a tender shoot, and plant it on a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain heights of Israel I will plant it. It shall put forth branches and bear fruit and become a majestic cedar. Birds of every kind shall dwell beneath it, every winged thing in the shade of its boughs. And all the trees of the field shall know that I, the Lord, bring low the high tree, lift high the lowly tree, wither up the green tree, and make the withered tree bloom. As I, the Lord, have spoken, so will I do. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm Lord, it is good to give thanks to you. Lord, it is good to give thanks to you. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praise to your name, Most High, to proclaim your kindness at dawn and your faithfulness throughout the night. Lord, it is good to give thanks to you. The just one shall flourish like the palm tree, like a cedar of Lebanon shall he grow. They that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Lord, it is good to give thanks to you. They shall bear fruit even in old age. Vigorous and sturdy shall they be, declaring how just is the Lord, my rock, in whom there is no wrong. Lord, it is good to give thanks to you. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, we are always courageous, although we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith not by sight. Yet we are courageous, and we would rather leave the body and go home to the Lord. Therefore we aspire to please Him, whether we are at home or away. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each may receive recompense according to what he did in the body, whether good or evil. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the crowds, This is how it is with the kingdom of God. It is as if a man were to scatter seed on the land and would sleep and rise night and day, and through it all the seed would sprout and grow. He knows not how. Of his own accord, the land yields fruit, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. And when the grain is ripe, he wields the sickle at once, for the harvest has come. He said, To what shall we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable can we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, that, when sown in the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. But once it is sown, it springs up and becomes the largest of plants and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the sky can dwell in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to understand it. Without parables, he did not speak to them. 
but to his own disciples, he explained everything in private. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Carla, after such an amazing feast of the most holy body, blood, and soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ last week, we now are in the 11th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Now, I don't want to get people down on that. Remember, ordinary means counted. We have some amazing readings coming up for the rest of June. And in our readings today, we see a beautiful theme of the universal kingdom of God. We're going to read about trees and seeds and and how birds of every sort find comfort and shade under these trees. And, of course, pointing to the Catholic nature of this new Israel that's going to be uh, brought about by, by our Lord and Savior. And, and as we start here, I want to give a little bit of a background. So Ezekiel is rebuking King Zedekiah and all of Jerusalem for their sins. And we see this. He actually spends two chapters, chapter 16 and 17, uh, rebuking the king. Now, one thing that's really cool about this is we pick this up in 17, uh, chapter 17, verse 22. Well, at the beginning of 17, it actually starts an allegory of two eagles and a cedar branch. And that represents the kings of Israel versus Nebuchadnezzar. And that is a beautiful, you know, just an introduction in the giving meaning to this reading today. It's amazing, Kevin. We must have been channeling each other because that's exactly what I have some in my <laughs> notes. Nice? It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> that this reading of this particular chapter, chapter 17, it's known as uh, the eagle and the vine. And it was based on the current events of that time. Now, the crest of the cedar represents King Zedekiah, who, through lack of faithfulness in God, he allowed the southern kingdom, which was at the time the tribe of Judah, to fall. And he was taken into slavery by the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar. Now, Zedekiah's nephew, Jehoiachin, I probably butchered that name, <laughs> Jehoiachin, um, he had been the reigning king of Judah for only about three months, and it was just prior to the Babylonian exile, and he really wasn't much better than his uncle who preceded him. But anyway, um, all this comes, uh, then, then along comes this prophecy from Ezekiel, and he is reassuring the people who are now in Babylonian exile that God will take a crest of cedar from its topmost branches and tear off a tender shoot and then plant it on a high and lofty mountain and that that, that shoot will grow into a majestic cedar which will give shelter to all living creatures. Yeah, exactly. So when you see that crest of the cedar in that first line that represent, represents the house of David, the tender shoot represents that new leader, of course, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then that new leader, that tender shoot becomes this majestic cedar, right? All will become, be protected by this new leader and this new church that will be there. And, and this actually has some echoes even of 2 Samuel seven fourteen, when, remember, God removed the kingdom from Saul and transferred power to David. We see some of those echoes. Well, then once we have this majestic cedar, birds of every kind are going to dwell in it. I, I think that's a beautiful even just to hearken back to Noah back in Genesis 6, 14, when we see birds of every sort come into the ark. And then, of course, there's a new world that happens after the flood, right? But even after the flood, everything is completely new, although it derived from something that already existed. And I think that's a really important piece. Much like something came through through the waters, the ark of that covenant or that ark of Noah came through and made, uh, you know, again, brought thing, new things. Um, it's beautiful how this also will say, I will take this tender shoot. I will take something that exists and bring something new out of it. 
right? This is exactly the same in, and true where in Ezekiel, they talk about this majestic cedar becoming coming from the crest of the cedar. So it's a beautiful, just a prefiguration of what we see from the Old Testament moving into the New Testament. So it provides a lot of background. Thank you for giving that detail because it's a beautiful uh, tie-in to what we see and it makes that first reading really come alive, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Well, let's go ahead and move to the second reading we see today from St. Paul to the Corinthians. All right. Well, St. Paul is telling us that we are all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and that we will be judged according to what we did in our earthly life, whether it was good or evil. You know, Kevin, I just cringe whenever I hear the comment most of the time, don't be judgmental because it usually is used in a snarky Who way. Who are you to judge? Right. Yeah. <laughs> when, when we're talking about yeah, some sure. sinful uh, behavior and it's just some sort of warped, I don't know, uh, signal, you know, virtue signal that it's like, oh, well, don't be judged. It's like, no, the statement, don't be judgmental, that borders on the absurd. I mean, we have to be judgmental each and every day. We have to use good judgment in how we conduct our business affairs and our relationships. We can't get through the day without using good judgment. Now, what we have to be careful about is not judging the reason a person says or does something. So that's where the do not judge the heart. Ah, right, but right. when we're talking about sin and I go, hey, abortion, that's a sin. Amen. It that's isn't, right. it isn't, let's don't know that, that in it. Now, that why, action. Yeah. why is the person, we can't judge what's happening in the heart exactly. of that person, right. but we can certainly look at an action and, and say, that is a good action. That is not a bad action. We just yes. don't know why the person is doing. Yes, what it is exactly. Doing. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. And, and this is where I think how it, it becomes important to say, we need to walk by faith that, that's in that reading in the uh, about the fourth or fifth line down. Walk by faith and not by sight. And that's what I think Regardless that Regardless of like. what other, anyone else is saying. Exactly. Yes. Good yes. point. Yeah. And so that's where faith comes in. So I, I actually, I kind of went down this path here. And, and what does is, what is walking by faith look like? And I actually reflected a little bit on my own life and my own failings. And, uh, you know, oftentimes it, it certainly has been a desire of mine to offer all of myself to the Lord in prayer and uh, offer, say, myself, my family, my career to the Lord and and, and put it in his hands. And uh, I had a, a number of years ago, I received a, a disappointing work review and I, I still remember that. And, you know, again, my response should have been, again, dear Lord, I take this difficult situation. I offer it to you. Please help me with this cross. And of course, I did exactly the opposite, right? <laughs> you mean you're human? Is that yeah, what you're trying yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. So, right, so what I did, I, I turned inward and I started relying on myself. I had to fix this. I had to make sure that I feel confident in taking care of my family. And and I really didn't find, I would say, peace until I, I turned that over to the Lord, until I turned that cross over. I can't bear this anymore, dear Lord. Help me just continue to do the best I can and things will work themselves out in one way or another Again, maybe not the way I want, but in the way you want. And Sounds a lot like the surrender prayer. That's beautiful, Kevin. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks well, for certainly was that. not. Yeah. It was certainly not an yeah. easy time. Uh, but I needed to learn to walk by faith, and I have to be completely honest that I, I still continue to struggle. I still need to learn what it means to walk by. But faith. isn't it something how it's in retrospect that you know it's in looking back that we realized what it is that we gain from an experience? Like yes, that, that is yeah. very true. Yeah, you're exactly right. When you finally come to that. Point either when you surrender or you don't surrender and you look back and you reflect and you say, this really 
was in line with what God wanted me or not, and and how you learn from that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's and that's really that whole journey and that process of salvation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really is. And and now, of course, at the end of his uh, the reading here, it says we are going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Right? We will, as you were talking about actions, much like my walk of faith or my my failings in that in that we are going to be judged by our actions. Now, our actions cannot save us. Right? We we right. very clear about right. that. But you will, you know, we have to realize that we cooperate or participate in our salvation, either in doing and and uh, doing actions for Christ, or participating in our our damnation by turning against Christ, turning against His gift of salvation. That's the reason, or that's that's where that uh, that judgment seat. Yes, comes in. we are active participants. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah good point. Well, let's move into the gospel according to Mark. Again, there's more trees or more seeds in here, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, there are. Yeah, Jesus gives us two examples uh, to give us some insight into the kingdom of God. Now, in the first example, Jesus points out how a farmer can scatter seed, but the farmer can't take credit when the seed sprouts and produces grain because all life comes from God. And this type of seed planting, of course, that Jesus is talking about, it's not going to happen in a field or a vegetable garden. Jesus is referring to the seeds of faith that are planted in our hearts. But also, I think it's it's a little bit more. I think it's telling us that we all have a role to play in helping to sow the seeds for the kingdom of God. You know, it's our job to help scatter seeds of faith. Now, some of it's going to sprout and grow and some of it won't. But just like with the farmer, we don't know which seeds will sprout and grow. And that's not our part. That's not up to us. We can't convert anyone. And that's not our job. Conversion happens only through the work of the Holy Spirit. So when the seeds we sow do sprout and grow, all the glory belongs to God. Yeah, exactly. And how important that is to move beyond just, say, the physical of the of the planting and the growing um, to close here, St. Gregory the Great had this great, I guess, moral aspect or interpretation of this reading. It talked about the maturing grain signifies our increase in virtue. First, the seeds of good intention are sown. These gradually bring forth the blade of repentance and ultimately the mature ear of charitable works. When established in virtue, we are made ripe for God's harvest. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com.